Welcome to Radiant's Real Estate Market Year in Review for 2021. I'm Brenda Smucker, Vice President of Learning and Development. Today, we are welcoming back Steve Gensler, Radiant Senior Vice President, Products, Data, and Analytics. Steve, we last checked in with you in August for a mid-year update on the housing market. I'm excited to have you back today to talk about the full picture of 2021. Thanks, Brenda. It's uh, good to be back. I always enjoy coming on your podcast and sharing market updates with all of your listeners. Great. So before we jump in, let's give our listeners a quick refresher on the Radiant Home Price Index. Can you tell us what it is and why it is a valuable tool for understanding real estate markets? No problem, Brenda. It's actually a really great place to start, and I'd enjoy giving a refresher to your listeners. So the Radiant Home Price Index, which is provided by Radiant's subsidiary Red Belt Real Estate, is actually a series of indices, each one measuring changes in the price of U.S. residential real estate over time. And it's really a better way to monitor and track changes as compared to legacy indices. And why is that? Well, first, we have found that other indices such as repeat sales or median price indices are not really timely enough to provide value to actual practitioners. Whereas researchers might be fine with repeat sales indices, in fast moving markets like housing that we've seen in the last couple of years, you need instant insights and the rating home price index is available just 15 days after month's end as compared to weeks or even months for some of these alternative products. Secondly, the rating home price index leverages machine learning, artificial intelligence, and really cool data science to provide the most robust estimates of the U.S. housing stock, the entire U.S. housing stock, not just repeated sales or paired sales or samples, but the whole nation. Finally, and I think most valuably to most users, is that the Radian Home Price Index was created, designed intentionally, to offer micro-market indices. Indices that combine property attributes like bedrooms or square footage with very granular geographies like zip codes. Other indices just don't provide that level of granularity, and it all makes the Radian Home Price Index that much more insightful and frankly that much more useful. It's exciting we have a chance to talk about the 2021 data before most other indices have even reported on it. Can you take us through the high-level snapshot of the 2021 real estate market? Yeah, absolutely. It's very cool that we can talk about all this data before anyone else. The short story is that 2021 was a spectacular year for U.S. home values and U.S. homeowners. Many of the national records that were set in 2020 were just shattered again in 2021. Let me give you five examples of records set in 2020 that were bested in 2021. First, when you look at sales prices of actual sales transactions, we had the highest average sales price at $457,000 in 2021, compared to $381,000 in 2020. Now that's for actual sales. The index also estimates prices on every house in the United States. And so we look at the median estimated price The median estimated price was $307,000 in 2021, compared to $268,000, almost $40,000 increase uh, since 2020. Demand was really strong. We saw that all year and we saw that all across the US. Now, oftentimes we measure demand based on the number of days it takes to sell a home. So in 2021, we recorded the shortest number of days on market from listing to sale at 75 days. That actually compares almost 20 days shorter than the 93 days, which was again a record, in 2020. 
Now, we also measured demand by the number of actual closed sales, right? How many transactions actually closed? And we had 3.77, almost 3.8 million sales in 2021, which is a record as compared to 3.1 million, again, the previous record in 2020. So demand was really high, but combined that supply was really challenged all year long. We actually recorded the lowest ever average active monthly listings. So the number of actual homes listed on the market at any given time. In 2021, that came at 920,000 on average through the year, compared to 1.2 million in 2020. So a significant reduction in supply, significant increase in demand, obviously leads to higher prices, both median estimated and average sales. Wow, so those are some incredible numbers. What are some of the trends you are seeing at the local level? Are there any interesting markets to watch? Yes, there are some interesting trends we saw when we zoomed in on regional and metro areas. So we track six different regions across the country and all six of the regions recorded stronger home price appreciation in 2021 than they did in 2020. The South region was the strongest performing region in the year with a 16.9% annual appreciation rate. Now that rate was nearly double the 8.5% appreciation rate recorded for the South region in 2020. The Midwest region, which was the strongest performing region of 2020, became the worst performer relative to the prior year, recording a 12.1% home price appreciation rate. That was an increase of only 33% above the full year rate of 9.1% in 2020. So while it was the uh, least appreciating on a percentage basis at 33%, right, it's still a pretty significant number, 12.1% overall. Now, the Mid-Atlantic region recorded the slowest annual appreciation rate uh, amongst our different six regions at 11.3%. At the metro level, Brenda, all but one of the 20 largest metro areas in the U.S. recorded faster annual appreciation rates in 2021 as compared to 2020. Minneapolis was that sole outlier of the 20 largest metros, and it lagged behind 2020's appreciation rates. Seattle, Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Tampa, Florida, all metro areas that recorded price appreciation rates above the national average. The remaining large metros recorded appreciation rates slightly below the national average. So that's really interesting. So listening to some of those stats, you know, I heard Midwest didn't really follow the same booming trend from 2020 based on um, some of the other regions, right? Comparing it to the other regions. So I love hearing about all these numbers. But what does that information really mean? What story does the Radiant Home Price Index data tell us for 2021? Well, it's a great story for homeowners who continue to enjoy the benefits of home price appreciation. Um, The median owner saw an estimated increase of more than $38,000 in their home value. I mean, this literally creates trillions of dollars in potential borrower equity. However, it's obviously a more troubling story for you know, the many would-be buyers who have struggled to keep up with rising prices and competition. Um, we continue to see the supply and demand imbalance, right, driving prices up. In fact, the rating HPI tracked at a 14.2% year-over-year increase, right? So from December 2020 to December 2021, 14.2% national increase. Now, if we look back a year ago, right, we thought that the housing supply shortage was dire then. And frankly, since then, it's just only gotten worse. I mean, so Brenda, 2021 recorded 
both historic low average months of listing counts. So I talk about supply, right? Not as many on the market, but also record high sales volume. So record demand. And I mentioned a couple minutes ago, 3.7 million closed transactions, which was the highest ever recorded in a single year, which beat the record of 3.1 million in 2020. So significant increases. And unfortunately for buyers, that supply of homes just continues to collapse at the same time we're seeing this record-breaking sales pace. In fact, if we just look at December of 2021, just that one month, the number of actively listed homes that were on the market for sale was actually the lowest level ever recorded. In fact, December 2021's inventory was more than 15% below December 2020, just one year ago, 15% lower in that particular month. And over the longer term, right, if we looked at the winter months, November, December, January, and February, and we looked at the average of those four months, and we look back, as far as we have data for, back 15 years, December was 40% lower than the average of those winter months. So a really, really significant drop off in supply and big demand. So it means that home prices have been stabilized uh, throughout the course of not just the 2021, but 2020 by this you know, significant imbalance between supply and demand. And I've heard you say it before, but it always hits home and, and it's something to think about that supply and demand imbalance. So it must really be making it difficult for the home buyers. Brenda, this market has been incredibly difficult for buyers, especially first time home buyers. These are the ones that don't really have the opportunity to um, financially benefit from the price appreciation we've seen in the last few years, right? They don't have you know that extra cash sitting in there in their home. The mean and estimated price we talked about earlier rose to $307,000 in 2021. That was almost a $40,000 increase from 2020, right? So folks that have been in homes can turn that over and use that. But if you're a first time homeowner, man, competition is fierce, supply is low, these entry-level options are more limited than ever. And for the first time ever, more than one quarter of homes sold for over $500,000. In December, 2021, and puts in the context for you, 28%, more than a quarter of all homes that were sold, sold for over $500,000. Just two years ago, those types of homes accounted for only 16% of all sales. So from 16 to 28% of all homes, sold over $500,000. High-end moving higher. Meanwhile, lower-priced homes, like those below $250,000, more affordable, accounted for 18% of sales two years ago, but represented only 11% of sales in December of 2021. So what we're seeing is that more affluent borrowers are pushing out homeowners who have been more financially impacted by the pandemic. And so higher-priced homes being pushed up as a percentage, lower priced homes being pushed down. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So Steve, I'm sure this is not a question that you're gonna be surprised by, but what are your expectations for 2022? Is there any relief in sight for the home buyer struggling to enter the market? Well, I'm the eternal optimist, so I'll say yes and no. Um, we might see lower competition for certain homes in 2022, which will mean fewer bidding wars and potentially fewer price escalations. However, you know, the other side of that coin is higher mortgage rates. And, you know, I believe they'll have an adverse impact on affordability. So we look at supply. We've talked about how low it's been in 2021. Um, there are some indications that supply may increase in 2022 as compared to 2021. Uh, in December, the U.S. Commerce Department 
which tracks U.S. housing starts, uh, reported an increase of 1.4% from November to December. And that was actually a higher number than expected, so somewhat surprising. Uh, and we've also seen the policy side that the Biden administration has proposed a number of policies to address the issue of affordability. Um, subsidies to develop affordable housing units, uh, first-time homebuyer credit, down payment assistance for first-generation homebuyers, and, and maybe most importantly, overturning some zoning laws. Um, at the state level, that's happening too. California is looking at overturning uh, a number of zoning laws in areas where um, the supply of homes has gotten unbelievably low. And so if implemented, these things could help the situation for first-time homeowners and other homeowners. But as I mentioned, that's going to be offset by things like mortgage rates going up. Right? So mortgage rates are expected to increase through the course of 2022, uh, which will likely reduce the demand for purchasing homes by some amount. The Mortgage Bankers Association, who tracks and reports on both purchase and refi activity, um, reported an 11% decline in purchase activity in the week of January 21, as compared to the same week you know, one year ago. And so while rising rates may help ease some of the competitive fire, right, for this limited supply, it's actually going to cost buyers more. So Brenda said, as of January 26, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage was about 77 basis points higher than it was a year ago, right? So we've gone from about a 250 in change to 320, you know, five in change. Uh, what does that mean to homeowners? That difference on a median priced home is about $1,600, a little over $1,600 a year in additional mortgage payments for a median priced home. And so while we're seeing some improvement, let's say the policy side and potentially some increase in supply, um, the reality is that it's going to be still a difficult market, I think, in 2022 for home buyers. And you throw on top of that mortgage rates going up, uh, which impacts affordability. Wow, that example of $1,600 a year, that's a significant increase for home buyers. I'm sure most of us are going to be keeping an eye on those mortgage rates and the impact on affordability for first time home buyers. Steve, as always, I want to thank you for sharing the Radiant HPI data and your insights on the 2021 housing market. For our listeners that want to learn more, you can see the latest Radiant Home Price Index news release on the Radian website or visit radian.com HPI to access more resources. Steve, we will check in with you this summer for a mid-year update. Thanks, Brenda. It's always a pleasure talking to you and getting together to talk about what's happening in the U.S. housing markets. Um, and I look forward to being back mid-year to give you another update.